Yesterday's school shooting has left many of us wondering what happened to the world that we thought we lived in. I'm Ed Beeson, senior pastor here at Marysville Christian Church. News of what happened yesterday in Uvalde, Texas, made me feel a little uneasy. The reason for that is this. Just two days earlier, during my sermon on Sunday, I had expressed my frustration with any school that would reschedule their graduation services for 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, prime time for most churches, and have such disregard for spiritual values. I warned about the dangers of working against the influence of churches until the next rash of teen suicides or the next school shooting. Only then would they call on the churches to come and assist them with the aftermath. You can understand why less than 48 hours later, a small community would be devastated by the very thing that I had warned against. And of course, who showed up? People of faith. Without even being aware of it, I'm sure, the cameras would zoom in on people kneeling in prayer with their arms around each other, comforting one another. You could see people walking around with Bibles. I didn't see a whole lot of people walking around in their commencement robes or flashing their certificates of graduation and higher level degrees, but you did see broken people pulling others back to God. When everyday life gets interrupted, people instinctively turn to God, some for answers, some in repentance, some for comfort, and others, unfortunately, just looking for someone to blame. A common response that we'll hear is, well, our, th our thoughts and prayers are with them. And almost immediately on the heels of that, the common response to that sentiment is, I'm sick of your thoughts and prayers. They don't do any good. We don't need thoughts and prayers. We've got to do something. We need action. Let me pump the brakes just a bit. Are you really suggesting that the solution that we need is more action and less thinking? Are you suggesting that we need more acting and less praying? You may want to reconsider that because I'm fairly sure that that's the reason that things like this happen. Less thinking things through, less taking it to God, and just reacting to the emotion of the moment. God repeatedly warned his people in the Old Testament that if they ignored him, there would be consequences. He would withdraw his hand of protection, and the result would be violence by people he did not, that did not know him. Eventually, God's people would lose his blessing, and God would continually send someone to call them to reconsider the course of their life and to repent of their ways. And when they did so, God would reward them and their renewed faith and trust in him until they would repeat the same pattern of behavior again. I can't fix the world. 
I can only fix my face. And what I mean by that is what someone said once, God can only fix what I'm willing to face. So if we're looking for God to fix things, maybe we need to be ready to face those things that caused this. Before blaming a a faceless, broken system, maybe it's time for us to look at our hearts, at our lives, and our faith. But until then, the question is, what now? How do we move on with life? Let me guide your thoughts to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. He says, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which goes beyond anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The first thing to do as you try to figure out how to move on from something like this is to be honest with God. You can tell Him anything. Don't worry about having the right words or the brave words. Don't worry about your past. It's been forgiven. In your present weakness, He gives strength. And as far as your fear of the future, He offers guidance. Trust Him. God will help you find the peace that you crave so desperately. You can trust God's love because He cares about what's best for you. You can trust God's wisdom because He knows what you need the most. And you can trust God's ability to make it happen because He works in you to do what needs to be done. So how do you find peace of mind? Verse 8 says there's one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. Think about what is right, pure, lovely, and admirable. If there is anything excellent or anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. You can find peace by choosing what to dwell on and dwell on those right things. Jesus promised peace to the world this, that this world can't understand. And one of the fruits of His Spirit's presence within us is self-control. So we can choose what we focus on and what we dwell on. And when we do, He promises us peace. And real peace is a result of what we practice It's a continual action. Notice he says, keep on putting into practice these things. We've loved him. We've learned from him. And now we honor him by living like him. So in the words of Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, keep on putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me and everything that you heard from me, and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for being bigger than all of this mess. 
Thank you for being greater than our grief. Thank you for being larger than our dread. We thank you for our kids and our grandkids, for they've taught us how to love like you. No wonder you encouraged us to have the faith of a little child. And yet we worry about them because we love them so much. Protect the innocence in their heart. Preserve the sparkle in their eyes. Father, keep them from abuse, abduction, addiction, and things that just aren't appropriate for their young hearts. There may be darkness in the world that we can't keep them from, but help us to be an influence of light in their life that will overcome that darkness. Father, we ask your blessing on those adults who fight back their own fears and fight to protect our kids. We're grateful for teachers who give them an education instead of an indoctrination. And we're grateful for those who run into fire and are willing to put themselves in danger to save the life of those that we love. And as hard as it is now, remind us that they have been, are now, and always will be loved and drawn near by you. God, you know us best. Give us what we need the most. In the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we ask these blessings. Amen.